Before Breath of the Wild-inspired and Souls-like were the only ways to describe new video games, there was another phrase used to describe every indie RPG released in the 2010s. Inspired by Earthbound. In fairness to video game developer and music composer Toby Fox, his work has been inspired and sometimes directly related to Earthbound for some time. Before launching his first professional game in 2015, Fox got his start in video game development by messing around at RPG Maker 2000 with his three brothers. He later moved on to making ROM hacks, modified versions of existing games' ROMs, specifically ROM hacks of Earthbound. Fox's most well-known hack is the Earthbound Halloween hack, which itself features music that would appear in his cult hit RPG. Undertale took the gaming world by storm in 2015. Fox handled every part of the production, except for art, which was done by Temi Chang. His goal was to make an RPG where gameplay and story were more closely linked than in the average RPG. The end result was a turn-based RPG bullet hell hybrid with a story equally inspired by Earthbound, Brandish, Internet Culture, and Mr. Bean. The game earned critical acclaim for its gameplay, story, and especially for its soundtrack. Fox was no stranger to music composition at this time in his career. His work in music dates back to 2009, where he got his start composing pieces for the webcomic Homestuck. When developing Undertale, Fox composed the music prior to programming each scene as it, quote, helped decide how the scene should go. So it is that one of Undertale's most delightful pieces of music scores the sweetest township in the game, Snowden Town. That's right, we're talking Snowy by Toby Fox from Undertale on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is inspired by Earthbound. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my turn-based co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how are you doing? I am doing well. Are you... What kind of turn-based system are you? Is it just like a one-to-one? Is it ATB? What's, uh, What's happening? Well, I mean, obviously my turn and your turn can overlap, but that's pretty much all I've got. Okay. That's so it's like regular general. talking. Like, oh, no, I fucked it up. Ah! Ah! <laughs> all right. I broke Alex. Well. Reboot him. Beep mm, boop. Scroop. Scroop. Standard reboot noises. <laughs> all right. What were we Alex, talking you're about? Good? You're doing, doing Gucci? I'm doing I'm doing fine. I'm doing like uh it's actually winter now. We're having some winter. Oh, yeah, we didn't have winter. I, I went for a bike ride on November twenty second. Mm. Which is unusual. That was Yeah, Calgary can be weird in November. Yeah. It's a real chaos month. And and now it's like it's snowing a bit. It's winter temperature. It's like yeah. So we're having we're having winter now, which is it's fine. That's what normally happens around now, so. So, so, so would you say it's snowy? Oh, I think I would say it's snowy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Um, we do have fun here. Alex, are you one of those sick fucks who gets, like, the big, thick, meaty bicycle tires to do winter biking? No. I don't even think my bike can handle that. I don't even know. Like, no, I don't know. I have a bike. That's pretty much it. I don't know much about bikes. I know there are road bikes and mountain bikes. 
That's all. That's the extent of my bike type knowledge. And I know right. there are bigger t- tires and smaller tires. I don't know how to repair my bike. I don't know how to tune it up. I, I know how to pump up the tires. That's pretty much it. So, like, I see people okay. in those massive right. bikes. I don't really know what the point of those bikes is. I'm sure there is a point. They're, like, the opposite of your really, really skinny, speed, speedy, roadie bikes, right? That's all yeah. I know. So, are they're, they just... They're monster they're like, bikes. They're, like, Jeep bikes. They go on all the terrain, Jikes. but I've only ever seen them. Well, I, not that I see a lot of bike trails, but I've only ever seen them on just like paths in the city. Yeah, I, uh, I always recall Will told us he worked with, uh, I think it was like a U of C professor who like would bike every day, even in winter. So I assume he had those big, thick, meaty tires and stuff. So uh, yeah, people use them in the city in Calgary because it is a... I guess so. Yeah, it gets slippery. <laughs> it's rough terrain, <laughs> rather. Um, so suffice to say, Alex, you're not a cyclist so much as a guy who rides a bike. I ride a bike sometimes. Yeah, that's my thing. No, I have other things. That's, that's not good. my thing, I guess is the point. I think it's good to not identify with your mode of transport, you know? I, I try to avoid it if possible, <laughs> yeah. The only time I do is when, you know, a car almost hits me and I have to go, Hey, I'm walking here! Hey! I'm a guy who walks over here. And I've never no, owned a bumper sticker in my life. Of today's topic, because you have snowy have no no experience with this game. No, I have not played Undertale. Um, it it I I remember like it coming out and hearing a lot of stuff about it, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably play that game one day. And just the time was never right. I was gonna try to like right. cram it this week, but then I just kind of forgot and got distracted and here uh here we are yeah i listened to the song though obviously so i you know obviously so you know that much i know um, so I know yeah i guess tell me from your layman's perspective i have at least played the game um i didn't play it recently i was going to this week but then like you i had other things to do i guess not necessarily better things because what can be better like, than playing like life stuff games? yeah yeah, just life shit to do. Uh, so, Alex, tell me what you know about Undertale. Okay. What do I know about Undertale? I know that Undertale is kind of like, like a turn-based old-school RPG you'd get on like your Super, super NES or whatever. Mm-hmm. But kind of action-y, and because it's kind of bullet hell. Like you said in the description before. I know right, that. Say that. Um, I know that. Is everything you know just from <laughs> just from the description? Yeah, I've actually never heard of the game before. This is a shock to me that it's video game music at all. Um, no, I do know a few things. What else do I know? Um, I know that you can like deal with, I guess, antagonists, possibly enemies. I don't know exactly how you define them in various ways, and that dictates mm-hmm. what ending, what path you follow in the game, and what ending you get. Right. I know that. And um, there, I know that there's several different endings, and I've heard different endings referenced. I know genocide comes into it at some point. I don't really know how. Yeah. Um, and I know there's like some weird, tricky kind of meta stuff going on at some of the time. But again, don't yeah. really know you pretty much, what. You pretty much loosely got it. Like, yeah. You, <laughs> you would benefit from playing it, particularly this week, just to know, just to attach the the specific world to the song we're talking about this week. I think that'd be your ultimate benefit. You seem to have 
the the key points. If you had to write a high school or even college essay or test on this, I think you could actually might be able to squeeze by. Uh, um. Yeah. So, kind of like you said, there's uh the really the cr- the, the crux, the crew at the crew of cool. the system is what you talked about that uh, you can sort of deal with the the your typical random encounters. They're not so much random in this game because there's only so many enemies. I think maybe some of them are random, but most of them are kind of distinct characters. They're all monsters. You're a little young boy who has fallen underground into a world of monsters and humans and monsters aren't supposed to mix because of, I don't know, some magical racial segregation. So you go through the game and you encounter enemies and you can either just flat out murder them. Oh, and also, just forever, there's going to be spoilers for Undertale's here. So if you haven't played the 2015 game Undertale, sorry. So you can either flat out murder them, or you can kind of figure out how to non-violently dispatch with them. The, the trick in that, though, is if you do it the non-violent way, you don't get experience points, and thus don't level up. So the mm-hmm. non-violent or pacifist run is more difficult, because you, you, you die quicker, because you don't get any extra health, and also, you, I mean, yeah, that's, it's tougher that, for that reason, because really you don't have to worry about your attack. So that doesn't really come into play. So that's sort of the, the basis of it. There are, like you said, little little meta things. So the final boss in the game will actually at one point just just shut down the game program. <laughs> like he'll close the game on you and you have to like restart it. And uh, in fact, in order to get the the true pacifist ending, there's one character who when you're originally playing through, like has to be murdered at least once for the and then if you're somebody who's like, well, that was weird. I wish that didn't happen. Let me just see, try again to see if I can do like a pacifist version of it. You'll then be able to do it, and then be able to go into the game and get the true pacifist ending. I didn't, I didn't know that in my first playthrough, so I like killed this this important mother character, and then I was like, that sucked. All right, time to. And then I didn't kill anything else. Didn't kill a single other living soul. And the game was like, fuck you. And I was like, all right, game. It's tricky like that. And. It is tricky like that. Um, Alex, I suppose I should also ask you, do you know anything about the webcomic Homestuck? Um, again, um, just kind of from the periphery, I, I don't know anything specific about it. I know it's long running. I know there's a lot of it. And I know it gets into a lot of things. But who? I don't know the characters. I don't know what the things it gets into are. I've heard references to it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, people, people who know it love it. Them. And then people who don't know it don't do you, fucking care do you about know it, it. I, do you know it i i know of it like you i know of it yeah uh, my sibling like, was really into it like i don't know characters and then yeah i don't know anything about it or i've anything. seen my sibling had like a hoodie with a symbol on it and i was like okay that's all right homestuck you're stuck at home i get it i've been there you got <laughs> cold, you can't go out I, it's it's and it's, so sort of i guess what i'm getting at is like my this is a game I think developed for a different crowd. <laughs> I actually I came to this game. <laughs> I came to this game because they'd be like, "Oh, it's like Earthbound. It's like Earthbound." Maybe I'm like, I fucking love Earthbound. And so I came to this, and I just went like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like Earthbound, and it's not a bad game." And I. Like in hindsight, I like it. I like the uh, the the sort of gameplay loop. Like it makes a lot of sense. It's pretty clever. 
And he's gone on to make now this new RPG. He's still developing it, but he's kind of releasing it in chunks, this Delta Rune, which you can oh, currently right. play for free. Which also builds on this concept by using a party instead of just uh, just your one character. So I like that he's found a cool concept and he's working with it. And I like that he's also very chill about just uh, the game in general. He's got a quote where he's like, yeah, it's okay if you don't like the game. And he, he himself gives uh, Undertale an 8 out of 10. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I do like so I, was, I like I was looking it up I like the Steam reviews it has a, like the, the quotes in the Steam page from like official mm-hmm. reviews it'll be like eh, this part like the combat's not the best or something but they're all like 10 out of 10 reviews but it takes like a negative line from them <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that is kind of funny um, so yeah, Toby Fox seems alright. He's done some composing for uh, the newer Pokemon games, Sword and Shield. He's got some tracks on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on uh, some other credits. So he's kind of, he's in the mix now. And I think, yeah, similar to Greta Van Fleet, like I'm not sold on him, but I'm right. kind of excited to see where he goes. Seems like, yeah, there might be something really interesting there. And I mean, for a lot of people that thing is Undertale already. Because mm. like it really, it's it's kind of invaded the at least in terms of video games, like the popular, um, yeah, the collective unconscious uh, to a degree. Yeah, at least within or even the within video just games. Conscious. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, like it's something like people have heard of it. It's popular enough. Yeah, you know? it's a cultural touchstone. Like it's it's something that if you're in like the gaming community, as much as I cringe to call it that, like if you're if you play games as a hobby, you probably know about Undertale. Yeah, and like. Um, I've heard it spoken about, like, analytically, you know, like it comes up, people compare things to it. So, like, it, it's in, yeah, it's in, it's in people's heads. Yeah. Which is why I keep saying, oh, I'm sure I'll play it one day. I'll get to it. But it's also tough because in those sorts of situations, it's like, am I going to expect too much? And then it's not going to be what I expect. Like, what? I don't want to expect too much out of it. Or, the wrong thing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and, and do you like? And do you know too much? Because you you already know the critical beats. So what are you going to get from from rolling through it? I don't know. I can't yeah, tell you yeah. that. Maybe I'll but find hey, out. I guess one if day. you're looking to to get some of that experience, just download Delta Rune and give that a roll first. True, maybe, and it's like it's not expensive. Like I'll no. I'll, I'll, I'll play. I'll buy Undertale. I just need to play it also. Yeah, it's, you gotta have time for that stuff. Who's got the time when you're busy talking about the songs from Undertale? Yeah, that's taking up all my time right this second. Right this second. That We're entire second was taking up talking about Undertale snowy. songs. Yeah, snowy, right. because it's, that does it for today's it's winter. Episode. It's snowy. <laughs> and it's, it's our kind of traditional um, December Christmas-themed yeah. video game level, or winter video game level. Yeah. Song. And we would have done probably something that you'd actually played, but you were like, hey, let's do something like, that's not Nintendo. It. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> that said, this song, it's not like a chiptune or anything. It's, it's modern no. video game music, and it's modern like vi- music production, but it does have some similarities in terms of composition to how those would work, because it, it stays very simple. You know, it's not yes, your like it is like outrageously simple. Halo orchestrations or 
other example of complex ma- i guess skyrim I guess, <laughs> uh yeah fucking super mario galaxy well the other thing i'm thinking of it's not also not like uh uh like i just played the wor- neo the world ends with you which is very like kind of like pop music like it's it's mm-hmm. songs with words that are about you know three minutes long mm-hmm. three it's minutes not of clapping either. in fact right yeah. there so that yeah, it is a, it is like you're right because it's not those it's not chip tunes it's like the in this this the form of evolution from chip tunes to to orchestra it's like closer to the chip tune side yeah and we're it, using like real instruments right real like sounding instruments yeah at least like synthesis and it's not like like in the sort of evolution of of music in video games not just music in video games but like music played digitally you can kind of see mm-hmm. starting in like very very simple things and even even the stuff you get in in old video game consoles is kind of dated right so like things where you have your sound card and it's like or or chip or whatever in like the nes or the super nes or the genesis or whatever and it's really just it can make certain sounds and you can control the waves so it's like a very simple digital synthesizer but it's not mm-hmm. a recording right and then you go into like playstation one style era where there is midi and you can have like sample libraries and there's also cd audio which like the n64 didn't really have but on on the playstation side and even that is kind of like pre-modern and then you have your your modern stuff where it's just like oh well we just put whatever we want on there like we record a thing and that's the sound in the yeah. game like it, it doesn't matter you can have whatever you want functionally right so it is modern but it's emulating the like more old school stuff in style but not necessarily in sound yes i'd say that is an accurate summation if i could i i mean i was thinking about it this week which got me looking up like do people actually still put sound cards like discrete sound cards in computers and the answer is yes they do but i think like i have a digital interface which i think i mean you do too kind of does very similar thing um right to those sound cards but anyway so a little a little bit of history there a little bit of history i think that's good to have here so yeah he's consciously made the choice to to hearken to older styles of music but using obviously newer tech and not putting those old style limitations necessarily on there yeah um, but we yeah. are we're simple apparently for a lot of this track this uh soundtrack he kind of just like just did one and done kind of approach so he'd just sit down knock out the idea and be like and that's good and then, then move on to a different song which i mean is pretty impressive it's definitely a very different um technique we've talked about koji kondo in the past known for composing yes. a lot of songs for nintendo uh classic nintendo themes uh who is known for kind of listening to his melodies back over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again because that's how you're going to hear them in the video game right so and making sure yeah. that like they're still good after you've heard them a thousand times so it's very yeah, different i respect yeah. that approach i respect the hell out of that yeah so both very different approaches too. but <laughs> but you're right i mean yeah, it's impressive to be able to just kind of bang out a melody and be like yeah that's gonna not be grading after five repeats and, yeah, and you're just like, yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Like, and it like it kind of works. Like I've been humming this tune all, you know, this week last couple of days. 
yeah since i've been and listening to, to, to it speak, so to speak to the like the uh because he talks about how it helps decide how the scene should go um this is like one of the most serene areas you'll encounter in the game is the forest things are still it's pretty early in the game so things are still pretty new um it's post murdering your mom slash not murdering your mom if you you, you know to reset the game so it's you're kind of entering this new world and things are a little gentle a little airy so you get that sense of like i'm in a big strange space and you find this nice little town where christmas lights are up and all these jovial monsters are around that you can either just talk to or fucking murder him murder all of, them. of that you can murder you can, literally everything in this game you can genocide them Yep, that is a thing you can do in this game. That's what they call it. And we'll talk about what happens when you do that in a bit. But for this one, let's just let's talk about the basics. It's mostly a piano track. It is. I mean, like like we said, it's very simple. Um, it's kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about winter theme levels before, and there's a few things this one does to kind of maintain that winteriness. One instrument that comes up a lot is a Celesta, which this, mm. this is a bright piano, I think. I don't think it's a, a Celesta, but a bright piano kind of sonically is similar, like evokes a Celesta. You know, it's not like metal bars. You know, it's not plinky. Mm-hmm, yeah. But the piano stays pretty bright. It does have a bright quality to it, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it kind of... Like it's filtered in a way that kind of spreads it out, you know. So it feels like very. The feeling I get listening to the piano sound is that it's very concentrated in the center and then sort of diffuses as you go out. Yeah, which I can hear that. Yeah, which makes me think of, of kind of, heat, you know, like a heat map in a snowstorm. Kind of like you got a person who is very a very concentrated bit of heat and then you can kind of right it diffuses very quickly outside of that but like it's it's and then the heat is kind of being given off a lot just because it's so cold so it's like being wrapped in a blanket is kind of what i'm saying like it has that sound to it yeah and it does leave a little space with a lot of the notes to let to let it sort of dissipate so you get some of that that emanation of heat as you yeah from the center. yeah it kind of I guess yeah things get a chance to fade and it sort of um yeah things things sit think that's not the word I'm looking for you get space yeah no that you said all those things I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah, yeah I, say. you already I, I, said I, I again was reiterating what you were saying I think and then so. I'm trying to reiterate <laughs> it let's just say the same thing again if we're going we, in if circles possible. here um yeah something about blankets. Blankets, yes. Yeah. Um, let's let's blanket on, as they, they say. Let's blanket to, on. Uh, talking about, I, I, I sent you that 8-bit music theory video. It's you did. always nice when we do these video game ones when there's... Some to get some support. Behind it. To get some support, right? Because it's, yeah. it's sometimes hard to talk about these things and, and you know, there's other topics that come up that yeah. we don't know anything so about. this one he talks... We don't know anything about. We're, we're two dummies. We yeah. know a little bit of music theory, not a lot of it. Not 8-bits, tell you that. Huh. What we know now, though, is cordioids. Did you know about cordioids before, Alex? Were you familiar uh, with those? Not explicitly. I'd probably watched the video and forgotten. But it sounds like they're very similar in concept to like a shell cord, which is something that I have yeah. talked about before. Uh, yeah, and def- summarize that again for <coughs> all of our forgetful listeners. Not me, of course. But, 
Sure. I mean, basically, the idea is you take a chord, which when we make chords, and by we, I'm sorry, I'm dying. I need water. Yeah, get it. Get it in you. So basically, the idea is you take your chord, which is generally stacked thirds, right? So your standard major triad is a major third and then a minor third stacked on top of that. Yes. And then you can stack more and you can get to seventh, ninth, eleventh, whatever. Keeps going. You can make bigger and bigger chords. But when you start to remove chords kind of from the middle, or or remove notes from the middle of the chord, then it kind of takes on a different feeling. Often a bit, like, spacier. And depending on what you take away, um, it can make the chord maybe a little bit ambiguous, maybe a little mysterious. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we talk about a major triad, usually, um, the third is very important. uh, Because if you drop that third, uh, a half step, it goes from being a major triad to a minor triad. That's right. So if you take it out entirely, it kind of starts to become more ambiguous. Like a a chord that's just like a, a one and a five is generally often called a power chord on a guitar. And it's just kind of reinforcing like a uh, your your one, if that makes sense. Uh, because yeah, typically is a power chord a one and a five and the octave, right? Yeah, yeah, usually. So it's like a lot of that, and it kind of reinforces that. So it's often said that the five doesn't actually contain that much information on its That's own, right? Because it about the quality really. of the chord in yeah. most chords. So and that and that has to do. I mean, there's different, obviously, it's just theory, but that probably has something to do with um, harmonics, which I'm not going to get into right now. I like the harmonic series. But basically, so if you make a chord that's like one, three, five, seven, you have a seventh chord. And then if you start to take maybe the three away, oh, it starts to get a little more mysterious. Because if you take the five away, it doesn't mean that much. And that's the sort of shell mm-hmm. chords that I've played in the past, because I am kind of learning, learning guitar. Right, um, yeah, yeah. And that's how it was introduced to me. It was almost as like a jazz power chord. So you have a seventh, but it's but it's a triad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but then, yeah, if you start to take away other, like if you start to stack more and more thirds and start to take some of them away, then it starts to have interesting sounds. So all that is to say that is something that gets used in the harmony part of this song. And yeah, it's used. Yeah. Um, so basically, you get the fragments of chords in the uh, in the rhythm hand in that lower bass section. That boom, bam, boom, bam, and that's used to like no, to imply different structures on the melody. So, but sort of leave it open. Note it, it sort of like completes the chord to make it this, and then it changes to be another thing in the next section. It's uh, very interesting. Yeah, and you end up getting some interesting sounds, but not only do you get interesting sounds, it's sort of, um, because you're taking things away to get that sound, it ends up, you know, being more sparse. So it supports this Mm -hmm. idea that the song is already sparse, so it's doing something that keeps it that way, but also creating some musical interest, harmonic interest. Yeah. So it's, not only is he making simple tracks, but they've got interesting ideas to give them a little a little weight to give them a little bit of interest like you said yeah and like it's super simple too because like if you look at the sheet music like really he's just playing like two notes together 
Like it'll be like a, a yeah. bass note and then two other notes. So it's like it's very simple, but like you said, it's kind of implying more complicated things. Yeah, which is very cool. Um, and honestly, that's the most complex part of this song because what happens yeah. otherwise is we get some doubling of the melody with a like a string section that comes in. Yeah, so you get like both a uh, higher string and sort of a lower one, and they fill out the track, give it a give it a little extra just oomph, basically. Just for a while, though. I mean, the melody itself is pretty short. It like is. it's something like two bars long, and really, they they play that melody, they play it again, they shift it down a semitone, play it mm-hmm. another time, and then. After that, again, like, just go back to the, me- the, the first met, like, just do that again, basically. And, like, there's some minor yeah. variations um, later on. So there's kind of two versions of the melody. But then in the back half, when they're playing the other version of the melody, the ending changes a couple times. So, like, right. it's mostly still based around the same thing. And they're just sort of sliding it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. into, I guess, different keys, but I don't even know if yeah, the concept I, I, of a key is really relevant here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I did. I kind of broke this one down in my own into basically like two sections. So there's the which is most of the song. That's sort of your A section. Even mm-hmm. when you add in the strings, it's still that playing. And then around the minute mark where it shifts up, and it, it's like key there. That's when you get right. like your B section, which is a, it feels a little more like like almost solo esque because it's, it's it's still basically playing the same notes, but it's it's different. Yeah, it feels like it gets a bit higher, right? It kind of mm-hmm. starts to um, climb up a little bit, and usually that feels important. Yeah, there's a there's like stories about how in the Oh, uh, what time period would it have been? I don't know. A thousand to five hundred years ago? I don't actually remember. Uh, there's like competing orchestras. I guess probably five hundred mm-hmm. odd. Where like in different cities, they would start to like just tune their instruments higher and higher to make them sound more exciting. And then eventually, like it got standardized. So now we use A is four. F- a4 is 440 hertz, but like at the time they were like, whoa, what if we made it a little higher and a little higher? And then there's just really, really high-pitched music, I guess. I, I don't know what the logical <laughs> extreme point of that is. But basically, uh, it's if it's higher dogs, pitched, maybe. it like sounds... <laughs> concerts for dogs. <laughs> Only dogs can hear concerts. And they just bark at you. And like, look, they don't know what's going on. And they'll howl along. Oh, that actually might be fun. That might actually be fun. Um, yeah, so it gets higher, and that kind of makes it sound important. For reasons I don't yeah. fully understand. I, it's just like higher noises. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to those. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's like, it's like the on, primal on urge to, <laughs> to like just pay attention to really loud or high-pitched things, because those are like screams. Yeah, it's, and sometimes it signifies predators. danger or, or something. Yeah, something... That needs to pay an attention to. Like Snowy from Undertale. From Undertale, yeah. Um, every time we say from Undertale, I always think from under cheese. So hey. From what? You know, from under cheese where you, <laughs> it's 
It's it's about just smegma. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because it's okay. It's like it's like a, a cheesy consistency, and it comes from under because it comes from un, under under oh. pants. I have not heard that term before. Uh, hey, well, there's so first time I, we for all we're all learning left. something now. We're all learning something now. We got to talk about genocide today and smegma. What an episode! That's really this one, though. It loops after that. You get that little higher section, and then you're mm-hmm. back at it. It doesn't loop on this track, but th- that's the clear loop point. Yeah. Um, yes. So, to bring it back to the game itself, because we'll, we'll whip quickly into the second original version of this. If you fucking murder everyone in your path, the music in the game changes as well. That's so, cool. if you, that's very cool. So if you come back to to Snowden Town, or I guess even just stay in there after you've murdered a bunch of people, the you get a a slower, spookier version of the of the snowy theme. Yeah, slowing it down. I don't know if there's more echo, but you definitely like appreciate the echo more when it's slow because you have to sit in that echo for so much longer. Yeah, and you can hear this wind blowing uh, effect too. This oh. oh, you can too. I almost wonder if that's just part of the echo. It may well be, but it, uh, it certainly provides a haunting effect. Yeah, cool. Uh, the other thing it does is it's a little different, I believe, on the the strings and flute part. Oh, there's a flute part in the original. I don't I don't know if that came up. Um, or it's like a piccolo. Oh, yeah, it's like a, a piccolo. It's very high pitched, right? But yeah, in this yeah, genocide yeah, yeah. version, it kind of starts off with like instead of the like violins or I don't know maybe viola. I can never tell the difference. Um, it's like a cello and and a flute, so it's like lower as opposed to the like higher strings and maybe piccolo or maybe just really high flute. I don't know the range of a flute. Yeah, whatever enough. it might be. Um, instead, so it it does it's low and slow basically. Like um, yeah. a pot roast, I guess. Like or like a like a roast beef. Yeah, it's the classic roast pot beef? roast uh, ideology on this. Or or um, something slow cooker. I don't remember. You cooked something yeah, low or, and slow. Or or also the recommended advice for uh, experimenting with drugs. Low and slow, baby. S- low and slow, baby. Start low, go slow. Don't, take your time, baby. Plenty of time to do drugs. Yeah, we got loads of time. Uh, also to talk about this song um, and the other thing is because it's slow like I said you really sit in the uh, the echo but also the the instruments when they're holding some of those notes get, get a little vibrato on there so you really get some time to sit on the vibrato as well yeah it's a and, real like make yeah. you sit and think about what you've done piece yeah and also kind of the opposite of the original uh, or what we were saying before about it being high pitched, being more exciting, being lower makes it seem sadder. Ooh. Sadder, yeah. And also, like the piano is a little bit detuned, so you'll hear notes ring out and they're slightly off key. They're like not quite right. And that's yeah, they're not, not quite, quite right. right. That's an uncomfortable feeling. Not quite right. Uh yeah. And that's the the genocide mm. version. Alex, you got a preference between the original and the the original murder version? 
I don't know. I mean, I think they both seem to to work well enough, but I would probably pick the original over genocide just because, like, it's very slow. You got to be in the right yeah. mood. It's not right an everything. Mood, mood is apparently sometimes murder, murder. Yeah, <laughs> murder. Yeah, I think Large I like the scale. sort of the brightness, the cheeriness of the original track when you show up in town. Oh, it's full of life. Yeah, like if I went need, was going to make a playlist of you know snow level songs, I'd probably pick the original over the genocide version. Yeah, I would say that'd be a a better, a better bet. Yeah. Um, but you better bet. You better, you better, you bet is a song by The Who, and we're going to talk about that. No, just kidding. We're going to talk about covers of this yeah, song. Yeah, we are. From Undertale. What? From Undertale? Yeah. From Undertale. Um, <laughs> from Undertale. Uh, DM Dokuro in 2016, Alex. Yes. Start things off a little spicy. DM Dokuro. Dokuro? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Um, self-taught musician, uh, allegedly, yep. generally in the heavy metal or drum and bass yep. genres. Um, this isn't really D&D. that though. This is kind of more in the no, like progressive not. rock vein. Yeah, yeah. It's actually called progressive. Septicycle. Septicycle. Do you know what? Is that a real word that has meaning or does it just mean seven sickles? Well, I think it's icicle combined with seven. Seven icicles. Seven icicles. And the reason it's seven icicles, seven specifically, uh-huh. is because what this song does is a lot of things, but the most noticeable uh, is probably the change in time signature. To seven eight time. changes to a. Seven eighth. Okay. Seven eighths time. So that's where the seven comes from. Uh, seven eighths okay. time is an interesting time. time signature. Often gets associated with like, like I said, progressive rock, which is why I brought that up. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, it really, it kind of it stretches the melody in parts and compresses it in others, and basically makes it kind of a bit off kilter because that's often with seven eighths time. Like, there's an extra beat in there because usually you have kind of build uh, a measure out of like strong and weak beats right so it'll be like strong weak right. strong weak strong weak but if mm. there's an odd number of beats then something's gonna get left out so it doesn't feel complete oftentimes so that's kind of what this one does and it really does lean into that because that's how this one feels there's like there's an extra beat Okay, I do hear that. Um, I noted that this one has a real driving feel to it as well with that uh, guitar arpeggio that sets up at the start and stays pretty much throughout the whole thing. Yes, it does. That's, I think, kind of what first roots us in that seven eighths. And you can kind of count seven, mm-hmm. seven beats and then it loops. You might count 14, but still <laughs> close enough. Mm. Um, count your beats wrong. Yeah. Or, or you know, just different. Um, I guess. <laughs> but that's what happens in this version. Uh, but then also a lot of other stuff, too, because there's, like you said, there's the guitar arpeggio. Um, but then mm-hmm. this one is also, like, a lot more guitar-based, though it has other stuff. Yes. Um, so it let's kind of starts with that arpeggio and then brings the melody in and then repeats the melody and 
you know, does other stuff. So this is very much not stripped down. No, it's it's stripped up. <laughs> stripped up. Yeah, stripping you it up. things on here. Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that melody line's handled by a flute on this instead of your piano. Yeah, actually, I think the first time it plays, it's just on it's the on guitar. A guitar. But it kind of yeah. blends in with the... Yeah, it's played uh, pretty yeah. low. It's hard to pick up on. Yeah, and it sounds a lot like the arpeggio, so they kind of blend together a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it plays another stuff. Um, and then... Yeah, sorry. Now, yeah, I was going to say, so when we get into like the meat of it, because that's like your intro, once we get into the established line, we kind of establish this pattern where every time the the musical phrase completes, like the melody phrase, we get a cymbal crash. So it kind of starts off the phrase, and then it ends, and then you get on this... And then typically, right, yeah. some other instrument gets added in on the next go around. We're going to see a pattern like this on a lot of other covers where some symbol indicates the end of the phrase and then the <laughs> yeah, start of the next a one. A symbol or like a whoosh, swooshing sound with like some noise. Yeah, like a Something sweep like that. of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that kind of stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, so it, it still does flute and strings, like you say, but it's kind of more. So like we're not stripped down anymore. There's stuff in the background. There's, there's levels. Um, the other thing I thought, and I wasn't totally sure um how he did it but he does call himself oh no he doesn't never mind ha 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 uh everything sounded kind of i I think saturated is the word Mm. like like almost midi i don't know if it's actually midi but maybe there's just a lot of maybe it's reverb something like that um but it sounded a bit like that to me so it had almost like an n64 kind of feel to me because n64 kind of had like a weird quality to its music uh, partially because it yeah. didn't have a uh, dedicated sound card, sound chip. Right, that's right. It it shared it with its graphics card, right? Yeah. So maybe we it's just because I'm before. thinking about we have talked oh, a year ago, in fact, uh, probably yeah. two years ago as well, because we did two N64 two years games in, in a row. row. We, we All did, right. Yeah. Um, um, but it's interesting yeah. that you you bring up this as well because I think and with prog rock as well, it also has you know, a a connection to video game music. A lot of video game composers love prog rock. And I think maybe a lot of prog rockers like video game music. About, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who did Gwyn, uh, the Lord of, Lord of Cinder, Lord of Cinder. Am I saying that? Oh, Lord of Cinder. We did the Dark Souls Um, song. Yeah. uh, Gwyn, Lord of Cinder. Gwyn, Lord of Cinder. Um, the composer of that song, uh, also famously like big prog rock guy. Yeah, Motoi Sakuraba. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's like, so immediately putting on a, uh, a prog rock vibe on this kind of just makes it sound like a different RPG game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And yeah, that you noted out as N64, I'm also feeling that kind of era. Just, yeah, um, it has a saturation it, that you get from those kind of like early MIDI style um recreations in like late 90s consoles it's probably late midi actually anyway midi yeah it's uh yeah it gives me a real like rpg forest vibe (laughs) n64 era not the Uh, lost woods obviously because right that has a distinct signature to it but something that would be of that time and (laughs) right it's it's in the forest level and you know it because you'd hear it so much because every forest level is like 
you get lost in the forest. How do we make you get lost in the forest? And it's like, you got to know to go up, left, left, right, down, up, up, right, left to get to the end. <laughs> but you always get well, lost. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's why you have like a, a very simple loop that uh, lets you know, like, oh, you're you're still here. You're in this weird, strange space, and that's this. Like the two, the two like old school games I've been playing are Terranigma and um, Majora's Mask, uh, and this song kind of made me think of both of those. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's, this one's successful in, like, capturing the video game vibe, weirdly enough, of the original and pulling that into a different, like, level structure. Yeah, pretty different. It's cool, though. Uh, it's cool, yeah, and you get some of the other basic builds, like, uh, piano comes in at some point in the mix, uh... Yeah, it kind of does a repeat, um... Like, because this one is quite a bit longer. It's like double the length. And so it sort of loops, but then the second half like brings in more piano, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I think like a, like closer to the end, like a real like synthy ass. Yes. Like, just it a... does. I didn't notice it till like the very, very end because the very, very end it slows down a bit. But then you really yeah. can see like once it spreads out, you can really hear that string synth. And it's just, it's really filling up the background, but it doesn't come until a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it ends on this sort of slowdown bit, and even that feels real video gamey to me. Like when when tracks do end in a video game, like that, I think in like no quick enough time, I'm thinking of you get the uh, the warp song songs typically end in a style like this, where it's just like boom, boom, and like it rings out. I don't know. It it give it sounds like a video game song, and that's. Yeah, especially those crazy, crazy strings. <laughs> it fits the theme of fits the theme. This is a song um, from a video game, and it's using you know the genre of prog rock to do it, which is yeah. as we've said, they're they're pretty closely related. So it's it's cool to see them mission mash so seamlessly. Speaking of smooshing and smashing, <laughs> let's start to talk about Micah and Smooshy in 2017. <laughs> It is, but I couldn't find, like, any information on Smooshy. Oh, yeah, I don't think Smooshy is a real entity. Smooshy might actually be a walrus only. Yeah. But Smooshy does seem to be a walrus Uh, as well, at least. As well, yeah. So, regardless, we've got Micah, who's an EDM artist and video game music remixer. Yep, DJ Micah on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, This one does some stuff let me tell you what it does we get yeah. a lot of echo on the notes on this we do this this one then there's a few like this um we'll talk about them obviously but this is kind of the uh the next entry in the long tradition of basically taking the melody from a video game song and putting it over top of a beat of some kind mm-hmm. and that's what this one does now I will say this: the beat, uh, the percussion on this is very uh, like Donkey Kong Country esque. It's oh, that like real, real dirty ass percussion. It reminds me of in Donkey Kong Country Two. There's the like sort of cavey levels that go boom, bam, boom, boom, boom. It's got that kind of percussion sound to it. Like the tone of it is okay. similar, not necessarily the the pattern itself. 
Right. I do know, like at the beginning, the beginning kind of sounds to me like some kind of like pipes. Like, you know, you play the top of pipes that are tuned or yeah. I don't know if you did this in elementary school. We had a set of like plastic tubes that were tuned to notes and everyone would get oh, like a okay. tube and you'd hit. So then everyone would play a song together kind of thing. Kind right. Of sounds like yeah, that. Like yeah, it's very yeah. like hol- hollow kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not your tra- traditional like dance percussion. Although it does do like some EDM style, like percussive build, yeah. But the tone on particularly it, particularly like this... when they start to add like the cymbals and stuff. But I'd mm-hmm. say this is fairly fairly danceable version as far as versions with a beat in this playlist go. Yeah, I suppose so. It's a little um, more laid back. This though. is, yeah. I I guess it still does have a boots and cats line under it though. There's a real boom, da boom. Duh. Yeah, with a little more boom, 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 kind of. So a few extra, yeah, 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 yeah. Extra bass hits. Um, really electronic thing. focused. We're not getting any sort of organic sounding instruments on this. Nope. Uh, what you do get though is that like sweeping noise replacing the symbol we had in the last one to to signify <laughs> yeah. the change to the next section. Here we got those those sweeps. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, everything's very synthesized, like you said. Uh, and a lot of other percussion. I, actually, I was surprised in the percussion that there are finger snaps, but not claps. Yeah. It's, that is surprising, because yeah. uh, obviously I got a plane in the background now, and it you can hear where there should be a clap, and there isn't one. So it's weird to use finger snaps instead. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't... I. I did kind of like it, but I, I feel like it's sometimes hard to talk about because it's very easy to just summarize it as like, oh, it's, you know, one of those, like, what they've done, which is take a video game song and, and put a beat under it, like, it's pretty common. Like, it's something I've heard a lot. It's a cool thing to it do, is. though. But it really, it's, it's, um, it's uh, reliant on, on the beat itself, which is yeah, pretty I mean, solid. I guess, to, guess to summarize, I think they do a good job with the beat. I like a lot of the tones that go on in this, even on the, like, the synth patterns and stuff. I think there it's some some great sounding sounds. They sound good. Um, yeah, and particularly yeah. I like their uh, their B section flip where they break it down and and get it. They play around a little with the with the melody line in that section. Um, if you go around like one twenty or maybe like one seventeen, he kind of digs into that melody line a little and does some little. <laughs> right, it, it, it seems it's like a, a violin solo at that point because it's kind of being played on the violin sound. Kind of. So yeah, they cut loose a little bit, and I think that's uh, particularly when you're working with an instrumental song. It's a, that's a tough thing to do because if you stray too much from the only signifier of the song, when does it stop being this song? Right, but I think yeah. they play. Right in that's the ballpark a, there. That is that is a good question because it is very simple. So like realistically, you wouldn't need you don't need that much for it to be that melody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's pretty much just that melody and minor variations of it. So like as soon as you yeah. start to introduce other stuff, yeah, how far away can you get? That's a and question that I don't can think you anyone get on far this playlist away? will ask. Can you get far away? Like is <laughs> that okay for away? a bit? Yeah, is it? And then come back to it's, it. I, it's a tricky Does thing. It still feel like we the ask same this thing? question with jazz covers a lot. Well, you know, the ones that just go completely True. off the map. And it's like, well, when like, does this stop being a cover and just yeah, I guess the chord a song with a reference the same, to something probably. else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I guess. 
but chord progressions are so flexible. Yeah. That, you know, you can use it and not signify any other song. Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, so common. Like, you hear the same progressions in a lot of things, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it is a question. Uh, I don't think we'll, we'll get to the heart of it this week. But I like that Micah and potentially Smooshy got a chance to play around in this. And I think the, cho- I think the choices does. of tone on this is what sep- maybe separates it from just another standard of this, where it's like, make it a little EDM, where he's using sort of something in between the world of EDM and, and, and video game music to make it unique. That's my yeah. take. Anything else on this, Alex? Yeah. I don't think so. Ta-da. You don't, don't think, think so? so. It's all well, about what, what do you think about? Beat. Sorry, you cut out. What was that? Oh, I just said it's all about jamming to the beat. It's all about just, jamming just, to the beat. Just a filler phrase to pass into the next section. That's all. That's fair. Which is I'm not about jamming section, to the beat. Um, I would like to propose that we do two songs at once here because they're pretty similar. I don't have a ton yeah. to say about them, and I have similar criticism for both. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Perfect. So we're talking about in the year 2018, we have Video Game Flute Orchestra with one cover. And Marimba Guy and Video Game All-Stars with another cover. You know anything about <laughs> any of these acts? I, I tried to find them, but no, I don't know anything about like obviously video game flute orchestra does flute-based video game covers, and Marimba Guy does Marimba covers. The thing is, I like tried to look up Marimba Guy, but there's like not a Marimba Guy. Like there are people on YouTube who play Marimba covers. Mm-hmm. But none of them are just called Marimba Guy. Yeah, Marimba Guy doesn't have the clout to back up his name. Like, I guess there's Marimba Moja. Okay, so there is a Marimba Guy, but I don't know. It's weird, because I really kind of have the same, like you said, similar criticisms of both, and they both just kind of sound like someone took a, a, like, MIDI file of of the song and put different sounds on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the and even the, the marimba is, one, which is allegedly done by a guy, doesn't sound like a performance. It just kind of sounds no. like, yeah, a marimba, I guess. Yeah, it's just like you took the original Toby Fox file and then just like altered yeah. the track to say marimba instead of fucking sort of, piano. Yeah, it's very and very strange. It. My next complaint would be that, I and mean, this is you can have. You can be the flute orchestra, and you can be marimba guy, and have other instruments in there. Sure, I guess. But why? Why would you do that? A much cooler version of both of these would be the video game flute orchestra with a, a wide variety of you know uh, different woodwinds playing these different sections to give us this fucking woodwind feel that sounds unique, and we go, "Wow, this is the power of woodwind." Yeah, as opposed to um, like but, a guitar or whatever that it uses for the harmony. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's either an electric guitar or a guitar-focused synth. Something stringy. And neither one yeah. should have a place in the flute orchestra. 
Yeah, and even like even beyond that, the harmony part is like totally dead. Like it's mm-hmm. there's no variation. Like in the original, the the second chord part is kind of more staccato, like it's shorter. Yeah. So there's some variation in there, but this is just bop, 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 bop. Like there's nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, and it's it's just like yeah, soulless, lifeless. And I thought like I was like, what makes a good like this is my one instrument I'm gonna play cover? And I thought of Pete Bentz or Peter Bentz. Yeah, if you're, if you're not familiar, those with are that. always exciting. Those are rich. The, the, it's, it's not just you're like, I found the sheet music for Africa by Toto. I'm going to play yeah. it now on the piano. It's like, here's the emotions of Africa translated into just a piano, and it is fucking wild. Yeah, and it just gets very exciting. And also just like, I guess there's another thing. Like, it does its own solo for a bit, completely different, and still comes back. And we're like, yeah, exciting. Yeah. But like this... This is just flat, and I'm not even convinced that either of these are performed by a human. Performed. Yeah, I don't think there's an actual orchestra at play here. I don't think there is a marimba guy. Yeah, marimba guy is just an AI posing as a guy, but it's not a guy. It's an AI guy. It's an A-guy. A-guy. It's A-guy. A-guy. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just surprised two in a row uh, happened like that. Yeah, back to back, same year. Uh, yeah, Fuck so just... disappointing. Honestly, could have been the same person who did both of these. But yeah, well, I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it's like, so last week I had a weird moment where I apologized mm-hmm. to you for not criticizing something. That was very strange. I don't fully understand why I did that. Possibly uh, you... just because I didn't have a strong opinion generally. Possibly. Fair enough. But I do have a strong opinion on these, and they're not very good. They're not very good. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we're here for, to have strong opinions. And I, I, I share your strong opinion with you here. It's not very good. And it feels like, you know how shovelware is a, a game term for just, like, cheap games that are knocked out to, to sure. turn a profit? Hopefully make a quick buck and sometimes confuse grandparents into buying their grandchildren them for Christmas. That's right. This, these, this is the shovelware of cover songs. Like, it's... Yeah. Because dumb people go, oh, wow, Snowy with a flute. <laughs> That's like, what they're banking yeah, on to be like, this will get a little bit of internet cred. But like, I even, like, I looked up on YouTube, like, marimba covers and flute covers of video game stuff. And like, they sound better than this. Mm-hmm. Because like, you can, there's a person actually performing them, you know? Yeah. Whereas this is just, I even don't know. Like a which- half-baked, like, live performance is better than this. Yeah, this is just very not well done. No. Very, very not. So let's talk about something that has a bit of production value behind it. No, no organic instruments, but you know, a little more hard, I think. Uh, let's talk about VGR in 2019. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to have organic instruments. It just has to have yeah. something beating in the core. 
Yeah, it's it's got to have determination. Which is, uh, but yes, Undertale likes to talk about determination a lot. But yes, this is VGR. He's a he's a dude who makes remixes of video games, and he hopes we enjoy them. Yeah, I have to imagine VGR stands for video game remixes. It'd be wild if it stood for anything else. Oh, what yeah, if that's I his see, initials? I see his, his YouTube link. Yeah, it's, it's video game remixes. <laughs> yeah, okay, it checks out. <laughs> oh, Giorno's theme. Um, so this is another one in the uh, sort of like EDM dance vein. Uh, it takes a different yep. tack than the, the Mica version, though. I think they're fairly different. It's a bit sneaky about it, too. Because it starts mm-hmm. out without doing much at all. It just kind of does like a plinky... Um, recreation of the of the melody yeah it starts out pretty straight on a bright piano but like it's very synthed up this time you get a little bit of i guess edge when i say edge i mean frayed edges like they're falling yeah like you kind of get a bit of that like i guess lo-fi electronic yeah yeah but like like you're you're blasting the speakers out a little bit right but it doesn't take very long. Yeah. But yeah, if you were just chucking this on at random, yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah. know the difference between this and the original to start, really. Yeah, and it, it doesn't, but it doesn't take very long to bring in um, like some more bass notes, which it's kind of, so it does like a fade in, you know, the, the bass is very filtered, yeah. and it opens up the filter as it goes, and then kind of adds more and, and more layers. So strings. Yeah, and of course and, it's that a symbol that brings us into more yeah. instruments. Yep, yep. Again, we're hitting that technique here. It is still present here, so it's like tss, boom, 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 boom. We get a little bass, we get a little synth in there. A little bit of, like, stick percussion, like hitting two sticks together. Sticky. Yeah, Actually, sticky. And the, yes. it's funny you should bring that up, because this one kind of has a few different percussive sounds that are, I thought, kind of interesting i think what you're referring to at first it kind of sounds like clock ticks yeah and then it changes and to me it kind of sounded more like like camera snapping photos okay you know camera clicks um i don't know if that's what it is but that's what it reminded me of so it's kind of the same part but it changes in quality a little bit yeah and i think that's what you're talking about with the sticks I believe so, yes. Um, doesn't quite sound like a camera shutter to me, at least not my camera shutter. Naturally, there's a, a yeah. wide range of camera shutter noises. True, like it's more take. just like like those, like those, kind of like a reusable one, where it would just kind of like... Not like okay. a, a louder one with like a reel or whatever. I guess the reusable ones do mm-hmm. have a reel. Anyway, not a, that's what it reminded me of. That's... <laughs> yeah, so we get that vibe with the, with the TikTok camera shutter stick. And then we get the symbols that take us into your, your boots and cats rhythm uh, and, the, and the, the other rhythm sticks around with it, but we get more like... Mm-ts, mm-ts, yeah, it's more of like a straightforward boots and cats thing. At least at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it goes on like that for a while. kind of builds more strings, more kind of layers. There's actually a fair amount of layering here and even more so later. Um, but it's, it's very like subtle. Like it's it's very ambient, so it's really hard to identify individual things. Yeah, because it just adds like little layer each time. We get so many of those builds that new instrument in, symbol comes up, new instrument in. But like in the background somewhere, and you can kind of hear it sometimes. And then 
it kind of gets to well it sort of it does like a drop down for the last bit where it's just back to the piano and then it kind of does yeah. a loop but not a perfect loop like it's more or less a loop but yeah it changes the the drums basically it's not like straightforward boots and cats anymore. that's right it's more like what we got from the mica version in fact but not not exactly the same but similar idea boom 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 you know that kind of two bar rhythm loop thing yeah because we do sit in this uh sort of breakdown section for a fair bit that's true i didn't give uh much attention to that but that is this one i mean this is almost five minutes long the original is 144 yeah. so so yeah, and that and that since it builds such a such a large soundscape in that first half, I was sort of shocked to see this breakdown where we took that all away. I was really and slowly built it back. I was thinking it was just going to be that, and then like loop, you know? Yeah, because we've talked about video game music, like especially the last video game one we talked about, the Velvet Room, mm-hmm. um, fucking Aria the Soul or whatever. Yeah, um, all like. So many of those versions were like first half, second half, exactly the same. It's just yeah, a, it, it was loops really built on perfect loops. every single time. So I was expecting that for this version, and it kind of loops, but it switches it up, which is fun. Yeah, so it follows a more like I guess a more of an EDM sensibility where you come back, but you come back stronger or different. Kind of you elaborate. Hmm. So it was um, yeah, this is another cool. like pleasant version overall. Yeah. Um, it, Sorry, what were you I thought say? this one. Well, I thought this one uh, felt a little more cozy. Like I'm comparing it to Micah because I think that's the you right. know, closest thing. And um, I thought I thought it was a little had a little more successful like cozy feeling. You know, a, a little more of the, mm-hmm. the the actual like snowy atmosphere. As compared to yeah, that. I think I would agree to that. Something in the tone is more like yeah, Christmassy. Like it's a little more festive. It's a little more and a cozy. bit more, I guess, chill in terms of you know beat classifications. More mm-hmm. in the in the chill vein. Yeah, we're like Micah's using that that weird like hollow pipe percussive element. Here, it's very like kind of muted drums and this just like. Pulsing, gentle little synth. It's almost like you could replace that with sleigh bells pretty easily. <laughs> and it would have a similar yeah. effect. But Oh, man, there's no sleigh yeah, bells a, in this playlist. No sleigh bells in this. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. Unless I didn't hear any. No, yeah, not, not that I heard. And I don't know. Like we said, it's a pretty, it gets pretty thick in its layers. So it could yeah. be there and we've just missed it. But I don't, I don't think it is. Um, and it also uses that that symbol transition to just fully end the song too, which I, I thought was a pretty pretty good use of that technique. You're gonna use oh, that thing very, very to add in every element. Yeah, might as well use it to take everything out. Hang on, real quick. I didn't think of this before. So I'm looking at the album mm-hmm. artwork for this one in Micah's. Is that heart from Undertale? Oh yeah. It's gotta be, right? Because it's the same one. <laughs> that'd do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, the yeah, album the heart is yeah, the album important are both have a heart because that's like your your avatar in uh, combat. So when you're doing oh, okay. these bullet hells, you're moving around your little heart. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, good eye, good catch. Uh, anything else to say about this one, Alex? No. Also, also oh, a good right. time. 
positive thoughts. Yeah, good time. Yeah, I got positive feelings on the, the electronic remixes on this one. Yeah. Done some good work here. But we're going to talk about the mysterious, the elusive Ooh. Mr. Tyler Mr. Larson. Tyler Larson. 2021. I mean, I don't think there's much to say about this guy. He's just a guy who lives in Iowa. <laughs> he also right? performs under a different name, Billy Sapphire. Oh, I missed that. So he has two identities. Uh, as Mr. Tyler Larson, he's a performer instructor, and yeah, he lives in Windsor yeah. Heights, Iowa. And he also performs, like, uh, I guess more like rock stuff as Billy Sapphire. So he's okay, just so like... this a, is his like video game-based stuff. Yeah, is it? A, I, I didn't take a look at his page. Is it all video it's game just said some, It said attention upon the release of the eight bit hymnal back in twenty. So that I'm just extrapolating from right. there. But also original and piano compositions and live performances. So yeah, but all of his stuff really has the Game there. Boy box art style. So you look at the one for this, oh. and it's got that sidebar where it says Tyler Larson. Typically, yeah. it would say Game Boy. Or like got Game that Boy Game Boy look. Yeah. Now that's a style um, that I have nostalgia for. Yeah. Hits my nostalgia buttons. <laughs> Mr. Tyler um, Larson. Also, uh Mr. Tyler Larson. Album is possibly just called Juno One. Juno One? I, Undertale I know two, Juno in fact. One. <laughs> <laughs> Actually it's not a Juno oh, yeah, two, it's a Juno one. Juno two is a different yeah, huh. Well it's it's just it's like a bigger version of the same thing. Well, I mean, Juno 1 or Juno 2. It's, <laughs> there's really... Do you know? Um, this know? one is, what if what if the original, but a little more, more electronic, a little more echoey? Yeah, I think... So, like, again, I'm comparing it with the marimba and the flute ones, because it's very simple, just kind of on a different instrument. This yeah. one's a little, a little bit better of a performance, I would say. Well, it is actually a performance. I, I'd say it has that going mm-hmm. for it. Um, That's, yeah, huge plus. It, to me, I think this is probably more of a sound design exercise than anything. So, like, it sounds decent. Right. But it's, like, it's not that exciting. Like, it's a better version of what the flute and marimba ones were going for, for sure. Right. Um, but really, it's just, a ga- like, it's a very, very direct cover. It is. You're right. He focuses on, in the sound design sense, emphasizing that spaciness. Yeah. That sort of like mm-hmm. like vast vibe. Um at parts I almost thought I was like this could be like with a little bit of polishing like a Super Mario Galaxy track, like one of the gentler ones. Cuz you just get a bit of that sparkly echo on there. It's like, yeah, it could that could maybe be <laughs> yeah. from that. And I think like Juno 1, that's like a a mid to late 80s synthesizer. Which kind mm. of gets hooked in with, for me anyway, that a certain style of science fiction, you know? So it would make me think of right. space. It's basically what I'm trying to say. Space! And, uh, and yeah, I could see. I could see Mario Galaxy being associated with that. Yeah, fuck yeah. 80s sci fi space. Um, but yeah. yeah, otherwise, not a very interesting version. Definitely better than those single, quote unquote, single instrument yeah. covers, but not. Not breaking new ground, really. Uh, pleasant enough, though. Let's talk about Ian Martin, also in 2021. <laughs> 
I forgot the heart's uh, actually just... in the... Sorry, I was looking yeah. at the Undertale logo, and the heart's in the R, so oh. anyway. Yeah, um, it's in yes. the R. Sorry, Ian Martin. Um, let's talk about first all. He just seems like a cool dude. He learned to play music by playing along to Final Fantasy VI as it ran in the it's background. True. So he would that just turn on his... Cool. And, and just, just play music to it. He does some session work. He's also a DJ, and he's got a master's in ethnomusicology, which is the study of music and social and cultural contexts. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, also, I just like looking at his musical styles. It's like video game music and traditional Irish music. So like, that's, yeah, that's cool. uh, pretty broad. I wasn't expecting that's, those yeah, two, two things. Two different ends, I wouldn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a chill guy, though. Uh, <laughs> and this version kind of sounds almost Pikmin-like to me. I hear that. I definitely hear that. And I, uh, in the examples, uh, in that video on Cordioids, Pikmin was Yeah, they the also talk about Pikmin. Of, of games that use that sort of composition technique. Um, Cordioids. Cordioids. Yeah. yeah, it does the way the like synthesizer and it really is that synthesizer sound through the whole thing um it's a bit strange yeah it reminds i mean there's a cassette tape on the cover so i have to imagine this is using cassette tape effects so i you know i was messing around with my um tape echo pedal just trying to make some kind of like similar sounds and see what sort of things basically you just like to make a sound like this, you just make the 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 tapes beat to shit. Like, like there's right, like there's it's dials for physical like distressing. tape age, and there's vi- there's actually a dial for tape crinkle. So like, Ooh. just make make like use old shitty cassette tapes, basically. That's um, amazing. That that's like a a sound we want. Yeah, I, I know, right? That. Just destroyed. Um. But yeah, that seems to be kind of the basis of the sound of this is that it's playing that synthesizer to do the melody, which is, I mean, a very synthy synth. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like a high pitched synthesizer, right? Yeah, it's like there, there are synths that are trying to be other things, and there's a synth that is just like being a synth, and this is yeah, the latter. This is being a synth. And then you run it through kind of that effect, make it sound strained, probably turn up the gain a bit. Because that's how you do those sorts of things. Make it a little yeah. overloaded. And, uh, and that's kind of the sound on it. But it's not like crazy discordant or anything. It's just a bit strange sounding. Yeah. Um, other than accompanying it, you have... It goes, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It, uh, it has that like chimey rhythm. It's almost like it's more marimba than marimba guy. Yes. Absolutely. Kind of a marimba sound. Kind of like a hollow. Maybe yeah. even, I guess marimbas are wooden. Yeah, kind of woody, reverberant sound. So yeah, yeah. And, and it sounds better than the actual marimba cover. It might yeah. not be a marimba. I, think I don't it, know. Mm-hmm. I think it also uh, grounds the, the sort of spacey synthy synth to give it a little more of a like an earthly comfort to it. So you right? kind of have it was both. just that. This yeah. come off a bit cold. And that, I think this grounds it a bit. It's a little bit more of the lower stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the final, well, maybe not the final thing. One other thing I noted, um, as it kind of goes, you start to hear some, some notes like 
that get held held for longer. And because mm-hmm. of the like echoey nature of everything, you start to get those echoes kind of clashing a bit in the space. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I was messing around with this pedal is there's a feature if you like hold there's a like tap right button, you know. Have you seen some stuff like that mm-hmm. before? Yeah. You know, you just tap to the beat I and then I have, it'll, yes. it'll sync up. Um, if you hold it, it'll echo forever, which very quickly like turns into just cacophony. Um, so, but you can like hold it for a bit, let go, and you know, uh, I don't know. I was just messing around with that, and it made me think of that as well because you you can fill in the space with just like endless reverberations. Although these faded right. a lot more. <laughs> That the endless reverberations, but right, it's, yeah, not endless, but they definitely yeah. let some echoes ring out. Yeah, and I thought this one almost had, like, you know, those lullaby versions of songs. It's like yeah. <laughs> kind of made me think of that um, because it. Yeah, yeah that's definitely the yeah. the tone of that rhythm. I guess that's probably why is is the marimba sound. But yeah, this one, uh, this one was kind of like that, but I think it sounded a lot cooler than those tend to. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was like a sleepy space vibe. It was yeah. pretty neat. I guess sleepy. Um, lullaby. There you go. Yeah. Lullaby. There you go. Um, we're about to lullaby you all with our final cover of the day. We're about to say lulla goodbye. I don't fucking know. Super dope. 2021. <laughs> Super dope. Super dope. Another, like, YouTube person. Uh, allegedly your yeah. friendly neighborhood f- music producer and gamer. Hey, don't see many of those. Which On my neighborhood, I guess. A Spider-Man reference, I believe. I, yeah, I believe that is. <laughs> uh, Just to spell it so, out. Yep, super oh, dope. I have a question uh, for you. Because I, I didn't play this you. game. Uh, the sounds at the beginning. Is that the... The yes. text from the game because it sounds yes, like it's that a text is the text scroll. noise yeah so yeah we open with the synth doing the the melody line and then we get this <laughs> kind of your banjo kazooie style um yeah talking noise or or like it made me think of animal crossing in particular because that's the yeah game actually played. animal crossing <laughs> i've heard it called beebelies i don't know if that's official i know that was a setting in animal crossing you could make them speak like that, or there was like a Beebelies and Animalies setting. Anyway. Yeah, Animalies. Okay, yeah. And I've seen a video on like the construction of Animalies. I think, is it Animalies or is it Simish that sounds different in different uh, regions in the world? I, th- I think Sim- Sims, I think the, the language in the Sims is the same. I remember hearing that the point mm. of that was to make it not sound like any particular, one particular language. So they didn't have to do multiple okay. um, recordings. Interesting. And they say, yeah, so oh, wow. Is, uh, region dependent. Oh. Anyway. I don't uh, know. But yeah, yeah so it opens well. up with this very soft, gentle synth, and then you get some, some built-in game use. This is Undertale Lo-Fi, so we've talked about ones like this. Yeah, um, it's definitely. It's got a similar vibe to that. Definitely got more of a chill feeling. 
got the lo-fi stuff. But again, similar uh, in in essence to Micah to VGR. Yeah. yeah. They're all in the same ballpark. Of doing a melody with a beat under it, which is a pretty broad ballpark, I'll admit. I'll admit, but that's where you get the best um, baseball games. But yeah, this is it's those broad ones, not long ballparks. You want them to be wide. Everyone goes no, for length. You want them but wide. Really, what you want is girth. Um, <laughs> you want a, a so, girthy ballpark. Girthy ballpark. Come on down right. to girthy ballpark. <laughs> so, and so yeah, it, it gets pretty chill. It's this one definitely has more of the like Celesta sound to it in the synthesizer. Um, which is mm-hmm. very video game snow level um, and, you know, lots of echo. And then it gets this really, like, boxy bass synthesizer that's very low. Um, so ca- kind of sonically approximating like a chiptune, but much, much more, mm-hmm. like, low end than you'd ever get from that. Right, and that's the one that goes... That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that going on. This one also has a bit of like ticking percussion on it. It does. More, yeah. Just it's just going tick, 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 like constantly. like a typewriter, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Just. I wonder if they going. used Dolly Parton's nails for it. <laughs> Probably, yeah, acrylic nails. <laughs> they had to steal hers though. Um, yeah, you and gotta. then you gotta you gotta steal them. From Dolly Parton, because who else has acrylic nails? Nobody. Nobody. Not these days. Um, there's it's the last holdout of an. Not a lot. Like whereas a lot of the other versions let a bit of ringing out happen. Sort of trample all over your your Dolly Parton set. It was dumb. Uh, so but... thank you. <laughs> Talk. If I cut out everything that was dumb in this podcast, we'd have about one minute of audio. Uh, shame I've been recording all this audio then. <laughs> which hasn't cut out no 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 um that's good that's good yeah. um what else is good there's not a lot of ringing out on this one compared to other versions i feel i felt like things on this were a lot sharper in terms of their ending that's true um it kind of like it keeps the space but but mm-hmm. without the the like really long echo although it does like the space gets filled with mostly there's like a string synth that kind of plays in the yeah. background so that's kind of where the space, what happens there. Um, the other thing, and I'm not great at identifying this kind of thing, but when you're talking about like chill music, oftentimes yeah. what you can kind of do is like shift the beat back a bit. So like just fractionally, <laughs> you know, so everything's like yeah. a bit behind. So it doesn't feel like it's right on the beat. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I feel like that might be what's happening here, but it's so hard to tell. You know, I'm not much of a percussionist. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a percussionist. Um, can't really tell you for sure what's going on here. But I can tell you this. Overall, this one, I think, achieves being chill. Yeah. It's got it, that lo-fi feel. I like that. I like that bass. I like that box bass you mentioned. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I really love, really, really low end. Yeah, that's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, other than that, kind of like it does a build, you know, adds more stuff. And and as it gets into like the alternate melody section in particular, more elements, a little bit of that like cacophonous sound, just a little bit. Like as the mm-hmm. the synthesizer sounds start to 
uh, even like detune a bit. Yeah. There's uh, some nice elements we haven't seen. I, I'm actually impressed that we've done three electronic covers yeah. that have all been like unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely like can differentiate between those. But I guess like I, I feel like I sometimes don't give electronic music enough credit. I agree, uh, but also I would say video game remixes in particular can fall in the same trap as the, the video game flute orchestra and marimba guy type of covers. True, true. Well, we got some, we got some, we got some fun ones this time, I think. Yeah, I think we did. And now it's time for us to do the fun, fun job of putting them all into three categories today. Our final verdict. What will they Worst be? version, best version. And most Christmassy version or holiday version, most holiday version. Okay, that's right, baby, because it right. is the holiday season. But which holiday, Alex? Which holiday? Easter. Easter. Now, what's the what's the worst version of this, Alex? And why is it video game flute orchestra and marimba guy? It's definitely one of those. Um, probably both. It's really hard to. Uh, which one do you want to take? <laughs> Uh, I'll take video game flute orchestra. Yeah, you know, I, like I, I will say marimba guy, and only because um, I, I think marimba guy edges it out for me. Um, because, um, because it, like, promised to be more than it was. Like, it's, there's three artists listed. Marimba guy, video game all-stars, and video game players. And oh. it, like, how did this take three separate groups of composers to make like that's ridiculous yeah and that is some, and it also promises credit stuff <laughs> like i saw this and i was like oh compared to the flute one which was like nothing this there's actually a guy behind this you know a marimba guy so clearly it's gonna mm-hmm. be more exciting and it just wasn't no there was so, nothing that showed like a love of marimba no it's just the sound of a marimba, not the love of it. Exactly. And a marimba's love, love will get you game. through the coldest, snowiest winter. Yeah. Whereas this marimba guy cover would not. Uh, Couldn't even hear no, my flute room. orchestra. Not even one guy on that orchestra. Just Fuck a bunch it. of flutes, and they're just kind of in the wind, being played by a breeze. That would actually yeah, sound just cool. laid out. <laughs> just laid that would actually and... probably sound way cooler. Yeah, that might actually be cool if you could get the air to pass over correctly. Pass through there, and then yeah, you could just like. Do you think if you put a flute in like a in like a stiff wind a mechanism, yeah, you could make a co- like if you had like three flutes with like the buttons held down in different ways and just held them in like went to Lethbridge, which is a very windy place <laughs> in southern Alberta. If you're yeah. not familiar with that. <laughs> historically very windy sometimes they have winds in the ballpark of like 100 kilometers an hour that's a very fast wind because like <sighs> yeah uh like if, if you held a flute in that would it play i i hope so because that sounds kind of neat anyway i'm getting off topic flute cover off topic not great these two can suck it alex who's the best version yeah. who's the best version i i liked a couple of them um mm-hmm. which one did i like the most I think I'm I'm gonna give it 
I'm going to give it to Micah and uh, the other name. Slip, Smooshy. Slippy. Smooshy. Smooshy. Micah and Smooshy. You know? Smooshy. Um, I, get, I get a lot of these covers were like a beat with a, with a melody, but I, I like what they, what they did with it. It didn't sound super um, like icy in the way some of the others did, but still pretty solid. Decent little beat under it. And uh, kind of some neat, like, yeah. other pipe and, and percussion sounds. Yeah, good. There's a good sonic profile on Micah's version. And uh, I think that's a good choice, Alex. I'm going to go with uh, DM Dokoro. Because, uh, well, maybe it didn't necessarily bring me to a snowy forest. It did bring me to a forest and it really captured a different video game vibe, which I think is is either very tough or very easy to do. I'm not sure. <laughs> By the way, I liked the end result. I think and, every, everything when you're recording music is like a lot harder than it seems. Yeah. But I think he did a, a pretty nice job of laying it down like a like a piece of N64 prog rock. <laughs> that's pretty cool to me. So that's my yeah. best version. Alex, what's going on the, the holiday playlist this year? What's the, the holiday? most holiday version? Of these covers, I think I think the most holiday one to me is probably VGR, but it's more of like a cozy holiday. Yeah, it's I, more of like an all I want for Christmas is you Christmas. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's it's got that that chill, cozy vibe where you can check it on and it's you're like, oh yeah, holiday season's coming up. Time to stay indoors and cuddle Play up. Play video a games. Play some fucking video games. And that's definitely something Fuck I'm yeah. gonna do. I'm I hope to be doing that as well. Gotta just gotta make it to Christmas, I guess. That's it's only, it. It's only two That's weeks. That's our final verdicts, though. Two and a half. Two weeks. weeks. Uh, yeah, it's, it seems like a short period of time, but yeah, who knows? Uh, that's it. That's the play at the plate. Yep. As they say. Um, I was going to do a, a bonus segment. We were actually right at the, the hour 30 mark, so good job, us. Uh, sorry to everyone who wanted a bonus segment, but that's the end of the episode. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. Uh, contact us on Twitter at Jake DeCressy, at some Alex Wise Guy, hashtag CoverMePod. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us suggestions for future episodes. D- communicate with us. You know this. You always know this. We should be putting this at the front of the episode in case you don't listen this far. But that's the end of the episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, the sound of Cover Me fills you with determination. <laughs>